Hello there. Good evening, everybody. I'm hitting all kinds of buttons in the studio. How's everybody doing? Dr. Carol, how are you? All right, sir. All right. How are you doing today? Uh, um, I got my uh, incense burning. Hello, Crazy Witch. Hello, Rebecca. Let's see who else we got there. Gary Spikes, welcome to the show. So I got my uh, EMF rim pod going. Oh. I got it set up. I yeah, let us know. Ghost ball. I got it all, all right. set up. So yeah. uh, during the last show we had with FDL Paranormal, uh -huh. uh, you're not going to believe it. Uh, Brian, they had a, uh investigation at some old cottage. And uh, they were going to read uh, FDL Paranormal speaking of the devil. Um, maybe I ought to send him a link so he can come on the show and tell him, FDL, would you want to come on and explain to him, uh, everybody what happened during the last show? Would you like to do that? Hey, Roger. Welcome to the show, Roger. Welcome, everybody. I'll be more than happy sending the link to come on for a few minutes and, and, and tell everybody what happened. I don't care if you're in bed. Are you naked? Just cover <laughs> yourself up. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Oh, crazy witch. Uh, it's actually gets interesting. I had Yolanda. Uh, yes, yes, yes. FDL paranormal. Uh, got to go to work soon. So, uh, uh, Dr. Carol. So they went to this old cottage and uh, it was a coal mine cottage or whatnot. And uh, whatever they were going to do, they're going to do something out of a book. I don't know. But Brian, one of the uh, in investigators, yes, you want the link? I'll send you the link. But it, one of the investigators uh, looked on the floor and saw a woman with black, wet hair staring at him with black stuff coming out of her mouth. Uh. And, oh, yeah, I mean, he got up and screamed. And, it, I mean, it, I mean, it got real bad. And, uh, and. That sounds uh that sounds downright demonic. Uh well it, it it got so bad at the time, uh it at, at at the moment he actually wanted to quit. Uh, you know, because Michael, the head guy that, that runs uh uh FDL was trying to get a hold of me and I was in between shows, I was trying to eat and he was trying to tell me what was going on. And uh -huh. uh and so I was mentioning this on the show. Michael, I sent you the link, by the way, just in case if you want to cover up your sheets and, and show your head. Welcome, Aussie Sue. So it, this this investigation, did nothing happened until, until the end. And all the, the ghost balls like I've got, right? They're like, should we read from this book? They all went off and whatnot. Uh, well, you know, that's an interesting thing, Chris. I've had that very same thing happen to me several times. All night long, everything would be real quiet. You think, hey, I'm not hitting anything here. And the last, you know, like the last 30 minutes, bam, you know, out of nowhere. And I think there's a reason for that. I'll tell you why. I believe it takes a while for that environment to settle down. People moving around, talking. And these, these things are not used to that. You know, they're used to being more in control over their own environment. And when somebody, strangers come in, especially, 
that upsets the balance, you know. And yeah. uh, I think after you've been there a while, things kind of tend to settle down and you get more of a realistic feel of what's really going on. Now, that's me actually sitting up. Michael, I sent you the link. So I'm actually pulling up my Facebook account. Sorry for the noise off my uh, skull there. Uh, I'm getting too close to it. But uh, during the show, um, hopefully he's going to come on. Uh, but during the show, something happened, and I called it out in the beginning. And after the show, uh, I had uh, Yolanda, one of our regulars, uh, sent me a message and was like, you're not going to believe this. But at this time, uh, there was an EVP captured, and it was the woman ah. saying, hello. Oh. Yes. And I'm like, oh, she followed you home. But anyways, that's me. Let me let me move, move the REM pod. But uh, but anyways, uh, he was sitting um, with his back to the wall. Uh, Ron was. And uh, Ron has he sits next to this black satin curtain that covers his window. And and he sits so close to the wall with this curtain and the curtain so close to the wall. There's no way human possible that somebody can fit behind this curtain. You know, snow curtain rods are what that far from the wall, right? You know, yeah. Now they extend out. You hang up a curtain rod. Well, I'm right. sitting there watching, watching, the, watching the show, and I'm like, look, there's a handprint. Everybody's like, what? And when I said that, the handprint disappears. So everybody in the audience goes back. And rewinds it, and I, and I say it's 14, 16, or 16, 14, I name the time. And people go back in the audience and starts to rewind and gets out of the live show and rewinds like, oh, my God, there was. The handprint came through, and you can, and it was a huge handprint. Right. So after the show, uh, yeah, so Yolanda found the EVP on the last show. I'm going to play it. And I want your take on it because I didn't hear it. I was so in shock of, yeah. of about uh, the handprint on the show. So let me uh, pull up my Facebook here. And, okay. uh, and, and you can hear it since you got headphones on. And uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I uh, – let me hit – I forgot. I always have to hit share audio. Let me share my audio here. And uh, we'll play it a couple of times here, so this way you can hear it. All right, here we go. Just for, it's not a good idea, is it? Just Did you hear it? Up in front of you. Yeah. Just for, it's not a good idea, is it? Just for, and you hear her. Yeah, that's more like a whisper. It's not a good idea, is it? Just for, it's not a good idea. You hear? Uh, yeah. One more time. Just for. It's not a good idea, is it? Just in case it jumps up in front of you and yeah. grab you on the. You hear it? Sounds, 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 sounds to me like it's it's kind of asking a, a idea, question or something. Yeah, it's just he was like just for, and she goes. Uh huh. So and that's I, that's I didn't what? cap, and I'm very good with capturing stuff when doing shows because uh -huh. I got my I got my audio turned up all the way. Well, you know, uh, sometimes Chris that can be in the way in the background too. Sometimes that can fool you. 
Um, that's why, you know, uh, believe me, I've spent many, 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 many hours pouring over uh, uh, sound and video, looking and listening for things like that. And sometimes it can be so in the background. But that, that sounds pretty close up to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, to uh, see know. the handprint, you know, and he, he jumped up and he was like, is it over here by my head? I'm like, yeah, it's by your head. And everybody went back to, you know, because we all, you know, and he jumped up and he was like, look, nobody's behind the curtains. And, you know, because just to make sure the people that doesn't, and when we didn't know what was fine, here we go, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Michael from FDL Paranormal. You get me out of bed. I didn't get out of bed. So, Michael, this is Dr. Carol. Dr. <laughs> Carol, this is Michael. Bye. Hi, Jay. So, tell them what happened on the last show and what was going on in your investigation. Right, so uh, so me and Ryan like to push the boundaries with um, the demonic Bible and some other stuff. Um, so we we was at this location. Um, it was an old railway cottage, and there was a coal mine underneath, and there was an explosion, and it killed three people. But two people was only identified. The third person they didn't know was down there. Um. So no one knew who it was. So anyway, so that's the, the information we got. And then Roy, obviously the night went on and can you still see me here? So the night went on and Ryan said, I've got a new book to read out of. He don't know what to say. It's something to do with Solomon, uh, the Solomon book. And he said, I've got a ritual to do. And he says, we weren't getting much activity. So I said, let's do it. So he got the book out and had a read on how we would do the ritual. So we blew all the candles out, left one alight. Um, he read in the book what's got to be done. And then I was asking the rest of the team, are you happy for us to do this? And stuff like that. So then all of a sudden, all the cat balls started to light up. Had nothing all night on the cat balls. And then... Um, well, uh, and then let me Ryan, ask you a quick question. Let me ask you a quick question, Michael. Uh, who took the actual EVP? Was that you? No, it was it was recorded off the show. The uh, last show we just oh, did. off the show itself during the show. Is that what you're talking during about? The show. Well, the reason yeah. I the reason I ask it sounds very close up to a mic. Yeah, it, uh, it does. I mean, to me, it sounds really, it's like it's like it's whis almost whispering into the mic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we think it's with Ryan at the minute. But Let's tell, get that tell, tell 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 Doctor Carroll what happened. Yeah. So anyway. So we was all sat there, and then um, so I was asking the rest of the team, "Are you happy for us to do this?" Like, because some of them don't like us doing rituals and trying old ancient rituals to get activity going and calling upon stuff. So obviously, Ryan asked out loud. He said, "Do you want me to read out of this book?" And he held it out in front of his hand, and none of the cat balls went off. Then Ryan said, do you not want me to read out of the book? And then all the catapults just lit up. So we was like, what do we do? Um, asked the questions again a couple of minutes later after the discussion. And every time we said, do you not want us to read out of the book? The catapults all lit up. So therefore, we made the decision we wasn't going to do it. But Ryan had already read how to do the ritual in his head. And everything went cold. I was sat next to Ryan on the couch in the house. And I moved my legs because my legs were freezing cold. Ryan's looked down to see what was moving. 
and you see a woman on her hands and knees with uh, the hair soaking wet, hair stuck to her face, looking up and smiling at him. And he said it wasn't an apparition, it was full, solid, bodied person, like a real-life person there. So consequently, he's jumped up screaming, going, oh, my God, I can't believe what I've just seen, scared out of his life. And um, obviously, we tried to get all the lights back on, but while we were trying to get all the candle lights back on, because there was no power or electricity in the house, in the shadows, we could hear the walking around. And then, one, obviously, my wife is an investigator with us. She was stood in the dark bit, and then she heard in her ear, and then everyone started to freak out, got all the lights back on, and then we got a message come through the Spirit Talker, 7641, which upon Googling it, it's an angel number, and it says something about embrace, engage, and something else, and then run. Uh -huh. That's so, interesting. Yeah, uh, you know what? It sounds to me, listening to it, uh, it does sound like it's saying hello or hello there or something like that. And it and it also sounds like it has an accent. Do you think where is it, where exactly is this location? Without it, telling it, us it, exactly, is it like is it in is it around somewhere that people would have thick accents or yeah? It, or it's a, it's, see, in the UK, it's different because we're such a small country, but we've got so many predominant uh, accents even like two hours away, an hour away from out. See, I speak, so... The ah, city, okay. So the accents are completely different. So if I drive an hour up the road, their accent is completely different to ours. And then, mm -hmm. obviously, we was two hours up north, so we called it, like, northern sort of accent. Well, the, the number one thing that tells you something like this, this is not definitely not residual. No. Uh, that's the number one thing an EVP tells you right off. You get a reaction. But this sounds very much like it does have an accent. And it's saying, either it's saying hello there or something along those lines. But it's sort of a half whisper kind of a thing. Uh, it's a very good ca it's a very good capture, I'll say that. Because yeah. I would say that that is really more or less a class A type of an EVP. Definitely. Uh, we have a better EVP than that. We have a child coming through clear as day saying does anyone mm -hmm. want to play in another location we've got some really good evps uh just lately mm -hmm. but obviously the ritual we were going to do it was about bringing down the veil and opening mm -hmm. up the veil to let all in not just one all mm. all right yeah, you, yeah i know how you feel about that carol about <laughs> 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 but but to see yeah. that handprint you know to manifest on the show and uh -huh. and uh and one of the guests yolanda to, to send that and be like you ought to hear what i captured you know when i went back to, to listen and i heard that and i played it over i had to send it to michael right away i was like here i was like michael you gotta you gotta listen to I, i'd almost say that sounds almost kind of like a scottish accent to me i'm not you know i could be wrong but it sounds country. very much or or countryfied kind of a thing it was yeah, it would have been country it's sort of a country uh -huh. Well, if there, if there were coal miners there, but the trouble is that house has uh -huh. got a lot of bad energy. A lot of people hung themselves there, commit suicide there. Uh, children have died there, babies have died there. 
because they've been ah. the lady was telling us in early 70s because it was countryside and our news wasn't like it was and it was very um religious well i was gonna say uh what you said that description about uh, the woman with the black come out of her mouth and all that yeah. Uh, that sounds very demonic. I'd be very careful if you go back to that location and make sure you take some protection going in and coming out. Uh, that sounds kind of demonic to me, definitely. Yeah, but we we were just thinking, obviously, we're going through, obviously, reasons why that's presented itself there and why we've got the angel numbers come through because we've never had angel numbers come through before. Uh -huh. And... Um, We've done an Estes theory, and towards the end of it, we couldn't carry on with it because it sounded like two people arguing to try to get through the sound wave, and we had to stop because we couldn't understand what was going on. It was like it was like a massive argument in between the voices trying to fight mm -hmm. through. But we, our theory is, if that girl if it was a girl the third person that went down the mine that wasn't supposed to go down the mine and the accident happened or was it just like a, a just a catastrophic like accident and the third person could it have been the girl because when the apparently when the mine blew up it filled up with water as well so did the girl was the girl in was it a girl in there with her that would with the two men that was supposed uh -huh. that was identified was it a girl down there with her them and uh -huh. she clawed her way back through the coal mine through the water and trying to present herself saying it's me that was down there because she had all black soot all over her face and she was soaking wet wow yeah it's interesting it is a very interesting um thing but obviously until you don't really know until you can get it's so hard to get the information for it because no one know knew who the third person was. Rebecca wants her, to know. Yeah, um, let me answer. Let me answer, Rebecca. Uh, sometimes these things will manifest just to get your attention. Uh, during uh, a lot of these things that happen in the background, these things will do that. Especially the demonic is very interested in doing stuff like that, trying to get your attention, trying to freak you out a little bit. Uh, I have actually had investigations where handprints and footprints have been seen and then disappear. Uh, very much like what you're describing there. Um, that is sort of a demonic trick in some way. That's why I say a lot. And, and since you said there's been a suicide there, that leads me to believe there is some demonic activity. It may not all be demonic activity, you understand. Mm. But it leads me to believe there may be some there, definitely. There's got to be so so and it and the house runs a ley line runs underneath the house as well. Uh -huh. so, so there's, there's a, a ley lot line of underneath. contributing factors too. It seems like you know. Yeah, ley line, but it's weird because the lady that owns the house, um, yeah. obviously she she's renovating it, trying to get it up to scratch so they can move in to live in there. And she said, "There's a picture on the wall of her niece." There's a, a lot of freaky things happen when you start doing underground stuff, okay? Mines and stuff like that. Uh, that seems to be a perfect haunt for the demonic, too, and even for the human spirit sometimes. You would not believe how many stories I've heard of things going on in mines, coal mines, copper mines, places like that. Uh, it just seems to be a draw for these forces, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
It is, it is weird. So there was a dibbit box in there. Um, people were just like trying to provoke stuff, I think, more than anything. And then we obviously in in the house, they've got a cabinet what with the stuff they found in the garden, what they've dug up. Uh, they found an old axe head and a medium had gone ah. in and said, a, a medium had ah. gone in and said, a woman's been hit over the head with that and killed with that. There's a bone in there, what they found in the garden, a bit of a bone. Ah. So any old artifacts they're finding in the garden, they're putting back into the house. Mm. That mm. sounds like a murder site then. Those it's can be weird. very dark areas. Murder sites, and I've investigated a lot of murder sites. They can be very, very dark areas, definitely. Because of the trauma and the pain and all that involved, and it is a perfect draw for demonic forces, too. So be careful, definitely. Yeah. If you go back. I don't know about go back, but we're going, we are going to another site in next month, but we, we, uh, we think someone's done a blood ritual in there and created this energy mm. in there which is pretty goddamn scary it, it's got hoofs so it clip crops up to us we think it's a baphomet well i think i would i would suggest you know now this is just a suggestion that perhaps uh who you and whoever went in on this that you cleanse your houses uh or make sure you cleanse your houses as soon as you can possibly can that would be a very good protective measure because you don't want any kind of attachments following you back from places like that, you know? And that sounds like a very dark area. I would just be very cautious. It is. It was dark. But the weird thing is, well, there's been so much trauma connected to that house and obviously the family members as well, because the woman said, that's a picture of my niece there. And I was like, why have you got that in the house? And she said, well, she died. She died like... Yeah she died in a really bad car accident how many whatever on her birthday or on a, on a certain day yeah and i was like oh that's weird she went yeah but do you know what the weirdest thing is well her brother died 10 years after on the exact day on the exact time and at the exact on it in a car accident as well mm. 10 years later the exactly same wow so maybe mm. there is bad energy about that anniversaries anniversaries are interesting things uh you know i've always said if you want to investigate something like a murder or traumatic thing really, the, the best time to do it is on the anniversary date of when it actually happened yeah it's uh... I, I think the energy followed ron home I, I i think that i think that i think ron had an attachment is is my feeling uh-huh. I really do. You know, yeah. it's very. Let, let, let me tell you this. Uh, let me tell you this, Michael. It's very easy to pick up an attachment. It's much easier than people think, and mm. it can lead to a lot of trouble. That's why I say it. Be really at this point in time, you and whoever was there need to cleanse their areas, their houses, and all that with salt, holy water, whatever you feel comfortable with, and then and also anoint yourself as well. Include yourself in this in this cleansing. Yeah. Uh, it would just to, just to be on the safe side, just in case you know you don't want. We as paranormal uh, as paranormal investigators, we never want to bring homework home. No. <laughs> definitely, no, definitely not. not. Definitely not. Yeah, we have done a cleansing. We done a cleansing while we was there, 
And then yeah. I done, I played um, an exorcism by Pope Leo in Latin on the phone throughout the house. It's an eight minute exorcism by Pope Leo in the eighth or something. So I played that as well after, just in case. Mm. Right. Just in case. Yep. But we, I never... think they're doing a cleansing tonight, Ryan and Nicola. So it's always better safe than sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you was tuning in because I'd rather have you tell the story than me trying to rehash it all. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, to get it? Well, yeah. Like, like, you know, especially when 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 your when your guest sends you the EVP and you're like, that's definitely like hello. it's always it's always very exciting when you when you do run upon something like that. You know, it is very exciting. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of people say, "Weren't you scared?" No, I said I was excited. This was something interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is very exciting, definitely. But you do think, you know, it's kind of a here's the interesting thing. After it's over, Michael. You kind of go back and say, oh, did that, you know, did I handle that the right way or did I do that the right way, you know? But that's only human nature, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's the same about yeah. it. Like, now he's had time to sit down and think. It took him a couple of days to get over it, but now he's had time to think about yeah. it and then move forward. Move forward to the next investigation. Mm, yeah. Hey, Denise, uh, you missed it, Denise. Uh, during the last show, uh, Yolanda caught an EVP during the show uh, right before Ryan was talking, before the handprint. There was a woman, Denise, that said, Hello. and we just played it like five or six times. So yes, it was uh, it was crazy, and I sent it to Michael, and Michael probably sent her <laughs> to everybody on the team right, too. Right, Ryan's uh, wife. I sent it to them, and then I heard in the background I FaceTimed them, and I heard, "Holy s, I can't believe that!" And she's like, "I'm cleansing again tonight." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even even Carol said it sounded like it whispered into the mic, didn't it? Yeah. That, so uh yolanda denise caught it she uh, went back and was listening to it uh with her earbuds on and evidently i didn't have my headsets up that high because uh, i didn't catch it i was so in and you know carol when you when i saw that handprint come on that sheet that curtain and i was like look look at that you know, and he, like I said, you know, the curtain rods, you know how they stick out about yay far from the wall, you know, uh -huh. the L shape. And he showed behind the curtain. It was just a window. Nobody was hiding, you know, to, to, to do them. Sorry, that was me with the EMF detector. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. So Well, time, time and space doesn't really mean much to them. They can manipulate any way they want. That's the way it usually goes. And I've actually had handprints appear on windows, which is very interesting. And uh, like I said, they would go away eventually. But it's almost as if someone with, with warmth, you know, you know what I'm saying? You could put a warm hand on a cold window and come away with a print. You know, that's the way it was like. And um, a, a lot of this spiritual energy that we run into dissipates very quickly. Yes. Uh, under certain circumstances, you know. 
it can be frustrating. That's why it's so important to catch it. And, you know, and, and that's why I tell people a lot of times a really good hint. If you ever investigate, take as many pictures as possible. You know, it used to be a headache to do that. Now with digital, there's no problem. Take as many pictures around you as possible. This thing, here's what I'm saying. This thing was so loud <laughs> and close to the mic, it sounds to me like it was right up next to whoever yeah, was right. talking to. Yeah. It, and it wasn't in the background. It was very close up to it. That's that's freaky. Mm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that, that was interesting. Yeah, well, like I said, Carol, when I when I first got there, I sent it to Michael right away because I knew he was I knew he was straight up because uh, because it's what twelve thirty uh, a.m. at his time, and you okay? He's five hours ahead, so yeah. But uh, I, I just it, it was very interesting. Ne never a dull moment with FDL. You never know what what what's going to happen. That's, <laughs> you that's you for wait. Sure. You wait to see the yeah. next episode. We've got the unbelievable evidence that cannot be denied. Oh, that's right. Rebecca said the spirit talker said, look down. It's something before the handprint on the curtain. That's right. It may, it, it may have wanted you to see that handprint. Uh, it, it evidently yeah. it did. Yeah. Because yeah. it was right next to his head. I mean, it, that's how, I mean, it was plain as day. So, but uh, it wanted some attention and it, it got it. So. It, it definitely did. We'll see what happens next. Yeah, so uh, yeah, see how far we can push it. Right, I'm going. All right, well, thank you so day. much for coming on the work. show. Yeah, it's good to meet you. And welcome. All right, have a good night, sir. Right, thank you I'll again. You nice All right, bye bye. Uh, bye bye. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, pretty wild. And uh, why do people always have to mess with blood? during their investigations or their seances what, what's the big deal with blood blood is a very uh distinct thing with the demonic uh uh chris uh they they have a big thing about that it's almost I, i'd say it's almost like an obsession with them when it comes to blood and they like to use blood as a freak out factor too in many aspects and it may not be real blood that you're seeing a lot of this stuff may be what the old timers used to call ectoplasm, some kind of a spiritual energy that is manifested. Um, it, uh, you know, people have actually collected some of this stuff and actually tried to preserve it, and it would go away. There's no way you can keep it. Uh, it's what? very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this spiritual energy puts out stuff like this ectoplasm, as you want to call it. You might remember that from the very famous movie Ghostbusters. Um, but actual ectoplasm is more or less looks like a foam kind of a thing. And it's very translucent looking almost. I tell you what it very much looks like. It looks like parts of a jellyfish kind of the way a jellyfish looks. Yeah. Is the way this, this kind of stuff does, it's kind of hard to describe. But anyway, some people have tried to collect this. It, it was collectible. They got it on dishes or, or in containers. And before you know it, it's not in there and it's just gone, you know, because it is a manifestation, supposedly, of spiritual energy. It's kind of like an output, kind of like the exhaust from a car. It's kind of like the output of spiritual energy sort of a thing. We are freaky stuff. 
Yeah, uh, Rebecca says the Bible says that life is in the blood, and all these blood's alive. That's why, why the dynamic focuses. That, that's why the uh, the blood rituals, Rebecca, are so important to some of these uh, dark cults and stuff. The blood rituals that they go through, the spilling of blood and all that, is tied directly into demonic manifestation, definitely. Yeah, that that was uh, in that, that that yeah, it's wild. I don't know. That's just wild. <laughs> I would just, I would just caution, caution Michael, because it does sound downright demonic to me. I just don't like the same way that sounds. It could be some human spirit interaction. I'm not saying there's not, but it sounds to me like there's a demonic factor in some of this, and I would be very cautious. Uh, and you, and you're right. They really do need to cleanse their areas and all that. Make sure they don't get attachments. That's one thing you don't want. Right, right. And, you know, these are the, uh, I want to call them the new age investigators. Uh, they always want to push the envelope. That's what they're known uh, to do, right? The, the test theories and, and to try to see what, uh, what they can do to get evidence, you know, to what activates, uh, I guess, the spirits or whatnot. Uh, have you ever heard the, the Book of Solomon or what they're referring to oh. with your knowledge? Uh, yeah, the uh, the key of Solomon, the lesser key of Solomon talks about some of this stuff. And like I said, I very caution people against that because basically a lot of these grimoires are geared towards the raising of demons. Uh, not all of them. There's a lot of other information in there too as well. But I would say really it's good, not a good idea to mess around with the grimoires because you might open the wrong door. You never know. Uh, you might call it the wrong thing, and you wouldn't want to do that, definitely. Uh, Grimoires, that's, that's the old demonology we used to talk about. Old demonology, medieval demonology, was concerned with raising demons, getting demons to do your bidding for you, to hook up to the demonic power. The demonology today's demonology, that's why we, uh, we call our other show Demonology Today. Today's demonology deals with the study of this of these entities, these supernatural entities, and how they affect human life. And um, and here's the thing, an interesting thing, and I've run into this, uh, I know this is going to sound freaky to a lot of people, I have actually run into human spirits that were still under bondage to demonic spirits even after death. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now that blows it's freaky stuff. It's freaky stuff, believe me. It, it's rare, but it happens. It happens, and I have run into that. It is a bad situation. Because, you know, if you die completely possessed by these these entities, where do you think you go? Or they still have that power over you even after death. Uh, these people have to be released. That's what I've talked about before about certain soul rescues there are different kinds of soul rescues where if you run into a human spirit that's either hung up or or trapped or or, or bound down by something they didn't do or what or confused you run into confused spirits and they don't even know they're dead to a certain extent you may run into that then that's the point where you need to make what's called a soul rescue where you actually go in and get these, these spirits to go on where they need to go on and not remain there anymore. You have to tell them, here's the interesting thing about these spirits still under bondage of demonic spirits. You have to tell them, look, these guys don't really have any control over you. They've only got you to believe that. You're believing 
the lie that they've given you. You need to break that lie, break that belief, and go on to where you need to go. That's the only way you can free these spirits from demonic spirits. Wow. Is to get them to understand that these spirits really have no power. They've got these people fooled, even after death, into being subservient to them. It's freaky stuff. Wow. That's interesting. Now, I did introduce them to Great Whispering. They didn't know what that was. So they uh, they said they would never try that. They, now, well, I take that back. They did say they would try that with their family members, but not strangers. Right, right. So, but, you know, uh, as I mentioned, there was some suicide involved there. Uh, those are usually very bad spirits connected to suicides. Um, uh, here's the thing about suicides, Chris. Um, to actually commit suicide, you do have a mental illness. Okay, let's let's be let's face it. I'm not a psychologist, but you do have some type of a mental illness, definitely. But the demonic uses that to either help you destroy yourself or hide behind that illness, and that's what precipitates these demons or these spirits of suicide. They get people to to take that final step. You know, uh, that's what they're good at, and. These are very powerful spirits that can do that, by the way. So you have to be very careful around these things. They're dangerous, very dangerous. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, it takes a, it had to take a lot of energy uh -huh. to manifest that handprint against that curtain. Uh -huh. So, oh, yeah. you know, uh -huh. I, I don't, you know, we always want answers, right? But, yeah. You know, from from them seeing him seeing the girl, and then mm -hmm. uh, and and hearing the voice at the house and seeing the handprint, I think you know. I mean, just common sense. I think she came home with them. I think mm -hmm. the attachment yeah. followed. That's, I, uh, that's I what I. Wrong. That's immediately. That's what I immediately felt. I really did feel feel like that. That's why I told him you need to cleanse yourself. You need to cleanse your house. You need to do that. Every one of them is just him. Whoever was with him needs to do that as well. Because uh, it sounds to me like that's what may have happened. I hate, I hate to think about it, but that may be what happened. Yeah. But the dang psychic is actually giving away their power. It takes a lot to replace the lost blood. Anyone who receives is going to be all done psychic for a while. Too. I don't know if that's necessarily true about the blood, but it's a possibility, but I've never noted that. I, I've, I have heard a lot of studies on that. Uh, the blood the blood has a spiritual, more than a uh, physical type thing to it. Uh, I've donated a lot of blood over the years, by the way. I have a, a kind of a rare blood type. And I, I hope nobody out there is got is walking around thinking that they're me on account of that. But <laughs> I don't think I don't think you know that the blood does it in that respect psychically. I don't think your psychic ability is in your blood per se that way. Your physical blood, maybe in your DNA, but not your physical blood. You know, in that respect, it may be passed down through your family in that respect, but that's your DNA. Hmm. You know, everybody always wants answers, right? And and it's uh -huh. interesting to see how investigators to collect evidence using the new technology and tools and so forth. Uh, so it's it's everybody everybody's got their own spin and everything. Uh, Rebecca, if ever needed, Mister Carroll, I'll be happy to give your get <laughs> yeah, yours. There uh, we go. Okay. 
All right, there you go. We'll spread it around. Yeah. So as long as I, uh, as long as you don't get it, as long as you don't get it the vampire way, okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh, what? So what is some of your uh, very well known investigations that you've been on that you come across? I've come. Uh, I've had several uh, several interesting cases. One of the ones. The ones that sticks out in my mind is the case I call the witch's remains. And it had to do with a uh, young lady who was into witchcraft. And she uh, actually may have committed suicide. She tried to swim to an island. I don't know if she was inebriated or intended to go that way or whatever that situation was. But her husband, who was very devoted to her, um, was really, really, of course, he would be very depressed by all this and everything when she died under these circumstances and he knew she was dabbling in the occult a little bit but did not know how serious she was into it until he found her books in a closet but she uh, actually he felt that she was haunting him he could not even sleep in his bedroom where they used to sleep anymore because he felt like she was standing in a corner over there next to the closet watching all night long and he had other things happen in the house the shoes would move actually walking by herself down the hall and uh, water taps would turn on, doors would open, lights on and off, the usual stuff. Um, so here's the interesting thing, Chris. One day I got an EF, EMF meter. I think it was my trifield meter I had. And I, I went in that bedroom and I said, okay, if this is uh, something, you know, going on, we're going to find out what it is. I said, because this seemed to be a hot area. That's where you always go to wherever it seems there'd be more activity. So I get in there and I watch this EMF meter and the closer I get to the closet, the more it goes up, up and up and up. And I get in the closet and I go looking around and there's a box upon the shelf. And all of a sudden it goes pretty high on that box. And when I take it away, it goes down. So I said, well, what the heck is this? Is there some kind of, you know, uh, power receptacle behind this wall or what? So I go around on the other side of the wall, which is in the living room. There's nothing there. Uh, there's no breaker box. There's nothing like that. So I go back and I ask that guy, I say, look, uh, I didn't want to, you know, he was already nervous and freaked out enough. And you have to be careful with your client. You know, you don't want to make matters worse. Right. So I said, uh, so I said, uh, could you tell me, bud, what's in that box, that big wooden box on your shelf in your closet? He said, oh, that's my wife's ashes. I go, what? And he said, those are my wife's ashes. And I said, oh, okay. All right. So I go back in there. And sure enough, it repeats the same thing. The EMF meter goes up on the ashes. So I go back and I said, let me get back to you. I had this girl who was working for me. I said, call the mortuaries and tell me, what do they put in this box with ashes? You know, what, what, what's, what's the whole deal with that? So she comes back after a little research and says, there's nothing but a wooden box, maybe some nails in. I said, she, I said there's nothing there that should run the CMF meter up, okay, except human remains. So I go back and I tell the guy, I say, look, get rid of the witchcraft books. We're going to cleanse your house. We're going to cleanse you. We're going to cleanse everything, but you got to get rid of the books, and here's one more thing you should do. I said, I know you loved your wife, and you're devoted to her. He had pictures of her all over the place. She was a beautiful woman. And a big picture of her on that. I said, I know you loved her and you'll always have her in your memories. 
but you need to put her to rest and you need to get that box of ashes out of your house put her to rest you know there are places and cemeteries for ashes by the way i said I you need to put her that. to rest yeah i said you need to put her to rest and i think it will solve your problems well he did all that and everything was good after that but here's the thing about it okay if she was involved that heavily and deeply into the occult she evidently had some connection with demonic spirits and I think what was really being picked up there and what was honing that place was not her, basically, but the spirits that she called up that were around her. And here's the interesting thing, Chris. Nine times out of ten, and that's why there's so many demonic activities going on in cemeteries, these demons seem to hang around the body that was once their host. And they don't want to leave it even after death. So it takes a long time for them to detach so to speak, from these bodies. Uh, that's one aspect of the demonic. It's real freaky. Wow. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Uh, Rebecca wants to know from you, is there a way to know if anyone in your bloodline has ever practiced witchcraft or made a blood oath? Not unless you have evidence, historical evidence. Uh, sometimes... It is said that some people pass down witches' marks. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a witch mark. Uh, they're supposed to be like birthmarks, but they can be usually in a pattern of three. It can be like maybe three moles. They form a triangle or a line. And they may be perfectly lined up. It's usually in three because that is the way the demonic works. You were talking earlier about angel numbers. There are demonic numbers too. Uh, they left to play around with mathematics. Angels and demons are very mathematical, by the way. I don't know if you know that or not, but that's true. No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, these marks appear in threes on you, whether they be look, they'll look like scratch marks or they're moles or a scarlet or whatever the case. It's supposed to be a witch mark. And according to people who are cursed, uh, sort of have family curses, this mark is passed down from generation to generation, but usually only to either the elder born or the youngest born. Really? That's what they say. Interesting. Uh -huh. But if you feel like you have a curse that is passed down to the family, there are ways to break it. Here's the one thing people listening to me tonight need to understand, and I'm going to be doing a show in about 30 minutes on this, about, 30, about 45 minutes. I'm going to be talking about defense against the forces of darkness on my show, Hunting the Shadows, which comes on at 9 o'clock on my YouTube channel, the Midnight Road channel. Um, I'm only telling people about how to guard yourself against these things. But here's the interesting thing you got to remember, folks. You have inherited simply from your creator a power of authority over these things but you have to exercise that authority okay it's very important that you remember that you have the authority you got to have the confidence to exercise that authority that's what faith is all about now that is correct that's true yes hey you know since i did a cleansing of the studio uh, I haven't had really any activity. Uh, no, I know that one show uh, I did with FDL, they were asking questions. I was telling you in the REM pod 
you hear it it was responding uh -huh. from them from you okay but nothing not yeah, even my, real. my ball nothing what's going on then nothing well, uh, today here's a here's the thing what i was trying to tell michael earlier and here's the thing i tell everybody if you're going to investigate take pictures take tons of pictures of everything around you take pictures of you and people around you take pictures in the background because a lot of times these things are very subtle and they're going on in the background and you won't notice it if you're not looking okay you have to observe everything and uh, a lot i have to wonder sometimes chris how much is never seen or lost by not paying attention you know? yes and, and and we talked about this on one of the shows where you get bored and you get on your phone or you fall asleep or you daydream or you know you just you just because uh -huh. it's boring nothing's happening yeah. uh -huh. but here's the one thing about it it's the frustrating <laughs> thing about the paranormal Especially when you're not paying attention is when it will do something. <laughs> right, right. It just seems to be the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. That is absolutely true. So I um, had a uh, I was doing an investigation one time not not too many years ago. I had a group of about ten people with me that night, and all night long nothing. They came finally come to me. And about 30 minutes before they were, just, you know, they were going to quit. Oh, there's nothing here. We we wasted our time. And that's when things really started happening. Um, those last 30 minutes, we had some very dramatic stuff happen. That's where I even confronted a demonic spirit face to face uh, in the upstairs of this place. And all night long, it was quiet. It was hiding. I'm going to tell you something about the paranormal, Chris. And all investigators must understand this. The paranormal is very good at hiding from you when he wants to. And it does that a lot. It, it, it's just the very nature of the paranormal is to, to want to be hidden. Uh, that's the very nature. And so that's why I tell a lot of people, if you don't have anything going on, go upstairs. Go to the upstairs or the attic or the basement if there is one. Go down or go up. That's where it's probably hiding. And sure enough, that's where it was that night. You know, since you said that, that is actually true. That's where you get most of your activities, either up or down. Uh -huh. Yep. That is that is the truth. I wonder. They'll go up and get out that? of your way. They go up that, and get out of your way. They, they they just don't. Like I say, you have you have changed their environment a little bit by just being there. You got to understand that, and that's why I say you have to sit there very quiet for hour on hour, waiting for something to happen because you've disturbed everything a great deal spiritually and physically okay you got to remember that and they'll go go up and get out of the way or go down and get out of the way whichever the case may be nine times out of ten of them that's when you run into them in the attic or the basement every time wow unbelievable uh-huh well well thank you for for joining the show once again i greatly appreciate it it's been a pleasure uh -huh. You know, I really uh, have, and I won't keep you. Now you gotta get ready for your show and everything. But uh, yeah, from coast to coast and around the world, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap with Doctor Dennis Carroll. And y'all have a good night. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Ha, 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 ha.